Doc Rivers continues to time and time again not get it when it comes to getting... Oh! Let him play! Good evening, sports fans! Good to have you here. Well, happy new year as we uh, re- restart the sandwich show for the year. Uh, my name is David Dean. You also know me as David Eating a Sandwich on Twitch, TikTok, Instagram, and uh, maybe at some point Reddit. I don't know. But um, hope your holidays were good. I hope you're doing well out there. Um, obviously, a very difficult situation as far as the football world is concerned. But uh, we're glad to have you here. We're going to talk about what happened in the last few weeks, and uh, including some incredible. Uh, hey, Lowski, what, Low, what's going on? How you doing? Um, uh, welcome back. It's good to be back here doing the thing. John in Connecticut will join us uh, for all the scenarios. Um, and then we'll recap what's been happening in the contest as well and uh, get previewed what's what's ahead, which is the national championship in college football and the season finale in the NFL week 18 upon us. So uh, with all that said, uh, much to discuss. So uh, thank you very much for rejoining us. We begin another year of the Sandwich Show 2023 and here on the podcast feed. We're glad to be back with doing more sports for you. And uh, we'll see where it goes. We'll keep doing sports coverage throughout the playoffs. We we always like to do the the prop bets each year. We'll see. We'll figure out a way to get that going too. But uh, thank you again for your continued support. I mean, we've been off Twitch for a while. Like I think the last show we did was the Santa stream, and that was I think it was what like twenty third or twenty second. It's been a bit. So uh, nice to be back here. I you know I I think it needs not be said, but we are all just thinking of Demar of Demar Hamlin right now. It's incredible. Like he was just it was just a regular hit on a Monday night football game in a big game. The uh, the Bills defensive back was was hit um, put a hit on um T Higgins and then he stood up and then he just collapsed on the ground and it turned out what happened was he had a he had a cardiac arrest and medics were really quick to uh, revive to try to put CPR on him. It was pretty intense too they said and uh just an incredibly scary frightening moment for uh for him um he is still alive as of this moment um i'm told that there was significant progress in the last two days which is good to hear but just a really incredibly sad situation i just we have to our hearts are with the entire hamlin family and the buffalo bills and the nfl at large too to some degree um so we'll be thinking of him as we start this program tonight so let's go ahead and bring in our guest tonight and uh, that would be uh, John in Connecticut, and John, I appreciate you joining us on, on the circumstances. You know, I hope you're well. What's what's new with you tonight? How, how are how are things going for you? Doing well, Dave. Yeah, happy New Year to you and um, all the Twitch listeners, viewers. Um, unfortunately, Andy and uh, Kevin and Ron uh, aren't able to join us, but hey, we got to talk some sports. But yeah, um, obviously, just a, just a tragic situation on Monday night. Um, with Damar and you know it's like I was reading that it's like a one in a million chance what happened to him I guess if you get hit like in that spot in the chest like when the heart is having like going through its its cycle basically um, that's that can like immediate cardiac arrest can happen and I saw a video that it actually happened in the NHL to some player Um, I want to say Chris Pronger I believe that was the guy and it was the exact same thing. You, you see the video. He takes like a puck to his chest, and then like a, you know he gets up, and like then a second later he collapses on the ice. And obviously they revived him, and um, you know we're hoping for the same for for Jamar. But 
you know, I, I wasn't actually watching like the game, like with my full attention, it was kind of like on another screen. So I just kind of looked over for a second and like, Oh, okay. The, the game stopped. There must be an injury. Then I looked over again in a couple of minutes. I'm like, Oh man, what's going on here? Like there's players all over the field. And then I looked again in a couple of minutes and then there's an, the ambulance on the field. I'm like, Oh my God, but, like this is not good. And then you started seeing the tweets coming out that, you know, they're performing CPR on the field. And then you just, what really got me was just the reactions of the players. Like, you know, uh, Josh Allen, like you could just visibly see like the tears in his eyes, Stefan Diggs, like they were all like just completely shaken up. Um, and, you know, I guess we can kind of get into the, the NFL's response because, you know, I don't think Joe Buck would lie. Like, do you think he'd lie that they, they told him there'd be a five minute warm up period? Like, I don't think so because you saw Joe Burrow warming up. Like he was throwing the football. You saw Stefan Diggs, like he was like trying to rally the team basically. So I think that was probably the, the directive, but they really didn't understand. Maybe the NFL didn't understand how serious it was at that point. So I guess it's the only kind of, I mean, you know, give them, I guess, a pass because they don't under, understand like what was going on. Um, and then finally, when, you know, Taylor walks across the field to McDermott, like they have that conversation, like you knew the game was like, gonna, wasn't going to happen at that point when they went into the locker room and eventually the, the right call was made, but man, what, uh, what a, a just a horrific situation, and we're certainly you know it's good to hear the um, positive updates, obviously from from the hospital since uh, since he was taken in, um, even if it's incremental. I know he's still in critical critical condition and like sedated, but there's some positive updates that he was moving in the right direction. But it's something that like you'll never forget, um, you know, watching that like live in real time. That's what I couldn't agree more. Could not agree more. It's like one of those you'll remember where you were moments. And um, it's it's kind of just a couple of things. I, there's actually a lot of things to really unpack here. I mean, one, I, I think you really made some great points, John, as far as um, the odds of that happening. And not only the odds of him even having that happen to him, having the cardiac arrest, but also the odds of him surviving it is incredible. They were, I was told that, you know, if it was just like one beat later, like one minute, one moment later, he probably would have died. And I just think the the response by the emergency team has been extraordinary. And I got to give him a lot of credit for that. Right. Like who would have like, you know, who would have known at that, at that moment, like that's what happened, you know, like, you know, a guy goes down, you're thinking, okay, maybe he has like a, a concussion or, you know, he's just usual, like a leg injury or arm injury. Like at what point do you realize, oh, like, oh my God, like this guy is not breathing, his heart stopped, like he needs... He needs like life-saving um, tactics, and like they used a, a defibrillator on him too. So, you know, the the response of the on-field uh, medical team really saved his life. Uh, and you know, shout out to those people because I, I you know, def the definition of lifesavers, those, those guys uh, that that were on the field. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and it's a lot of credit to ESPN. We normally trash ESPN for their coverage of anything, but they, they did a really good job, I think, um, you know, addressing the gravity of the situation and utilizing perspective. I think that was necessary and important. And it was clear they were all shaken up by the situation. So, you know, props to them for being honest about it, you know, not just sucking up to the NFL like they usually do. So that was huge. Like, you know, they kind of called them out too. Like, remember you talked about the five minute thing? Yeah. They, they, that was rare for I've never seen that. I've never seen ESPN like actually call out the NFL or something like that. So that's that was interesting to me. 
Right. It's like, why would Joe Buck lie about something like that? I mean, Joe Buck is a lot of things, but I, I wouldn't call him a liar. Like, I don't think he would lie about something like that. And his words were like, we heard from the league that they have a five-minute warm-up period. Like, I don't think he would lie about something like that. So, yeah. mm-hmm. but like I said, maybe they just didn't understand, like, how serious it was at that point, And they just thought they could just move on with the game, which, I mean, is, is I guess is understandable. And then once more information came out, they made the right call to obviously yeah. – you know, not play the game. I maybe maybe the the coaches and the players kind of made the decision for them easy, um, but you know, in that moment, I think that's what they wanted to do. They wanted to to resume the game, and yeah, um, ESPN they certainly called them out. Um, uh, I didn't see like the panel with uh, Booger and Susie Colbert, and um, I don't know who the third person was. I don't. I don't. Um, it was Adam Schefter, I believe. Yeah. Schefter, yeah, right. Yeah. Schefter, okay. That shows how worthless. I don't remember anything that he was saying. But um, the after the game, though, with Ryan Clark and SVP, they were tremendous. Yeah. They were absolutely tremendous. Oh, yeah. It's really interesting that Ryan Clark went through some really serious stuff, if you remember, in his career as a Pittsburgh yeah. Steeler. So it's incredibly good. You know, it's fortuitous he was, it happened to be in the, you know, that's his regular spot, but it's fortuitous that he had the perspective to share with us for that. Um, yeah. So now the question is, by the way, hello, Lowski, Lowski zero and, uh, King Downbreaker. It's no good to see you. We all, y'all go follow those two folks. They're, they're really great Friday streamers, but, um, so now the question is what's next for the league, which I know time and place is always the thing, but I think at some point there will be a decision on what they do with the, the schedule. John, so many scenarios that can be utilized here. One would be to make the game a tie. One would be to reschedule the game for the the, the bye week, you know, things like that. Um, how would you assess what the NFL could do to make up that game or just simply not make up that game and fit, carry on with the rest of the schedule? I mean, I don't want to be in that position. That's for sure to try yeah. to figure this one out. I mean, you know, there's just so many logistical, you know, uh, issues to work through. I don't think you can give it a tie because that affects like a lot of the various playoff scenarios, because I know they were, you know, they're still fighting for like the one seed and the fighting for division titles and like that extra half win or loss really is really going to affect, affect things. So maybe they just declared a no contest and each of those teams play 16 games rather than 17. And then it's kind of just like a winning percentage thing when you're, when you're doing the, the seedings and whatnot. Um, so I could maybe see that happening. If they really want to reschedule it, I saw a couple ideas floated around. So, um, like next weekend would be like the the wild card weekend with the six games. Um, instead, you'd only have three NFC games because those those will be all set, and then you'd replay the Bills Bengals games. So you'd have those four games next weekend, and then the following weekend you would play the AFC wild card round, and then the NFC would get a break, a bye essentially, um, and then you'd continue the playoffs as usual. The following weekend and then you just eliminate the bye week between the super bowl um the conference championships and the super bowl uh similar to that vein if they wanted to push the entire playoffs back a week and just play the bills bengals game next sunday or next weekend i guess they could do that too but again it's it's all you know about log- just logistical concerns like are the stadiums available or you know those kind of things i mean i, I imagine you know the nfl has power in, in this kind of situation that they could basically get whatever they want and probably mostly stadiums are like on a contingency basis available for the nfl playoffs so they they you know when the season starts like you, have to, you want to assume your team is going to be playing um so I, I guess that's something that they can do but honestly I, I think those are the two best options if they want to get it played 
Um, so we'll see what happens. We'll see what they announce. I think they're really hoping that the, this week's results don't it, like it makes that game meaningless basically, and then they can just forget it. Each team will have their 16 games, and then the playoffs will start as usual next weekend. But if that game has to mean something, you got to imagine they're going to fit it in here somehow. Yeah, I mean, when we won't really know that the the results of that until the weekend's out, so we'll we'll find out eventually. Right. Um, I was curious as to whether they'd even whether the Bills would play their game. I think the Cincinnati Bengals would probably be fine to play whatever game they're playing against Baltimore. So it'll be we'll find out. I don't no need to speculate on it now. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you know, we're still a couple of days away from from Sunday, so I mean, things could definitely change. I, I would agree the Bengals would be more likely to to get out <clears throat> get back on the field. Although I saw Burrow quoted today saying like it'd be like fifty fifty if you pulled the players about whether they wanted to play. Um, yeah, but certainly the bills are in more, you know, precarious situation. I think they did have like a walkthrough today or they had team meetings I, I read, but you know, that's, you know, that's not practice. So I guess we'll, we'll see as tomorrow and Friday, uh, develop what, what comes out of it. Absolutely. So just to repeat from all of us on the sandwich show, like we're, we're all thinking of you, Damar, and, um, we hope for recover, continued recovery vibes. You know, I, I, it's a really sad situation we can only hope for the best at this point, and there's not much else we can say at this matter. You know, there hasn't been much said, and but but the progress is good, and and I'm glad to hear it. And we'll see what happens next week. We'll probably have an update on that that's a, on that scenario, and hopefully he'll be doing better. We can only hope. Um, so let's uh, carry on. We got the contest ready to go. So uh, I've got some updates. We've got some some standings. Everything else for you. So. Um, well, we got a also got a really 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 good bowl season to recap. So folks. Let's find out how we all did last week and in the weeks in in, in over the course of the season. Let's hit it! Let's hit it! Ah, uh, here we go. Football picks. Week 19. It's our final week of the season for this contest. And let's take a look what happened last week. So the Andy had that game on Monday night. So it will not be counted towards the results. So he had three games, he went two and one. Uh, which would have him, which would put him for the best week out of the, out of all of us on the regular panel. Ron was in second place at two and two. Kevin was also two and two for the week, and John was one and three. I am zero and four specifically because I didn't listen to my own, to my own principle, which is never take a giant favorite in bowl season. Dumb, but I did twice. That's why I'm zero and four. Anyway, standings after eighteen weeks. It is John hanging on to first place and probably clinching it at this point, I think. I don't think it's possible for me mathematically. Yeah, I don't think I can do it. 38-31-1, uh, so John, congratulations. Uh, you will pro- you are very, you are most, more, like, more than like 90% likely to hang on this division lead, so kudos to you. Dave is at second place at 33-37. and 37. Disappointing ending, I can say, because of that week. Andy is 32-26. and 26. We'll resolve that. By way of having him pick an extra game um, in the week to come, and Ron is in fourth place at 29-40 and one. Kevin is in last at 29 and 41. There was a little brewing storyline. Kevin trying to make a run for fourth place here, and uh, right there, right there, it's very it, that that's actually some juice if you can think about it um, for the co- for the contest. Uh, so we'll we'll keep it rolling. And um, back to you, John. You know we're we're here to. Kind of rounded out, and yeah, I mean, just a great run. I know, John, you've had years that have been really frustrating in this contest, so I'm really happy for you um, having a nice season this year. Yeah, two years in a row. Now. I think I won last year too. Nice. So, 
the two-time defending champ now, yeah. so um, <laughs> to get a plaque or something. <laughs> you get you a belt like Aaron Rodgers. And just like, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. You know, John, it was, I have to say, you know, a lot of times you go into bowl season, we're very disappointed. This is the best bowl season we've had probably the entire decade so far. It's been really good. Uh, your thought? Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, short of like some completely, absolutely disgusting performances that we can get to because, you know, we have a lot of time, just be, just the two of us. But um, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, do you want to start with the playoff games or do you want to start with some other games? Honestly, I did not watch much of the playoff games because it was, I have to say, like New Year's Eve, like it's the worst time to have those games on, like the absolute worst. 100%. Like here I am tr- trying to be in a group of people watching the ball drop, watching, trying to watch the, my phone on Ohio State's last drive. Like, as the ball drops, he's kicking that field goal, you know, as it, you know, I'm not paying attention at all. It's it's ridiculous. But um, in any event, um, Dave, let's start with USC. I, w- I want your <laughs> thoughts on, on your Trojans because, you know, man. <laughs> I'm going to quote a line, Tommy. I mean, Andy used to say in a voicemail to Tommy a long time ago, it's become to be expected. Like, that defense is so bad. I'm just laughing at it at the end of it. It's just like, there you go. You know, it's just it's just ridiculous. Yeah, I, I think Tulane averaged like 10 yards a carry. Like, anytime <laughs> they handed the ball off to that guy's Spears. And we called it, too. We did. We said it, like, on our uh, our preview. Like, Tulane could get anything they wanted, basically, in the run game. It's just USC's defense is just an abomination. But, you know, Caleb Williams, they were dominating that game. Like, every single third and long they converted like he was fantastic like they didn't lose the game because they had lost the game because of their pathetic defense um you know some great some boneheaded coaching moves by riley but what else is new with that uh you know kind of in the in the end of the game um and unfortunately that guy muffed the muffed the kick and that turned the game around because you know they start at the one yard line and uh you know it was 45 to 37 at that point and you know they get they run on the on like the half yard line, and they get tackled for the safety. And as soon as that happened, I'm sure you you said it too, David. Like, oh shit! Like we're in trouble here. Like, right, right. This is this is not good because <clears throat> honestly, they were almost better off fumbling it and allowing the touchdown because then they would have gotten the ball. USC would have gotten the ball back at worst in a tie game um, to go down and win it because Tulane wasn't stopping them. So at that point, you give up the two points and you give the ball back to Tulane. Um, you know, Tulane's quarterback works his magic on some fourth downs. Uh, the refs just absolutely pathetic. I mean, that was a if that was targeting. If I ever seen it on that hit on the yeah, that is a little surprising. What the hell is he yeah. talking about? I'd have called that. That like, was I thought it was targeting too. So I mean, direct directly lowered the head, helmet to helmet hit. Oh no, he didn't launch himself. I've seen much uh, more tame plays called targeting, and they they dropped they picked up the flag for that, but it didn't matter yeah. in the end. And then they called the game-winning touchdown pass incomplete, where it didn't touch the ground at all. Like, fire those refs to the sun. <laughs> I mean, that was that was that was terrible. But what a win for Tulane! Yeah. What a win for Willie Fritz! And um, you know, and it was over a full-strength USC team. So, you know, kudos to them. Yeah, uh, I don't know if you had any other thoughts on the game. Well, but that was just one of many just fantastic yes. games this year. You know, it's, it's 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 a bittersweet moment too, in a lot of ways, because I'd been such a big proponent of Willie Fritz going back to Georgia Southern. So you know, I'm really happy for him, and it's kind of like just 
I don't know. It's it's just so many things to unpack and process, like going through something like that. It's like on the one hand, you're like, this has been a great season. It was great that you know, like Caleb played well, and that he was more or less, not, maybe not necessarily healthy, but good enough to play well. But on the other hand, it's like, god damn it! Like if they could just make a play on defense, they would actually not even be it'd be in the national championship game right now. Basically, I mean, it's just like. What do they got to do to make a play on defense? Like, it's just that. It's just so... And like you said, it wasn't even, like, coverage. It was just the... They could not tackle anybody. Like, just ridiculous. Like, and, you know, it's funny. Like, you talked about the safety. I'm like, once they got that, that happened. Like, oh, that's that's it. They're going to they're gonna blow this. And, and it did. You know? <laughs> just... You know, they had to drive the field, but you were like... Not it's over. Like just kind of... not a problem. There's three minutes left. Like they can do that easy. Like yeah. they they work the clock perfectly to go down the field and and score. Um, but yeah, that was. I mean, I know it's just a meaningless game, but like, I'm sure they're the, the USC message boards are just lighting up right now <laughs> with people like, you know, yeah. how, how how could we lose the Tulane? You know, like we're we're USC. Like how could we lose the Tulane yeah. in a bowl game? You know, it's just. Um, oh man. But, you know what? I'd rather be USC, be Dave, than than UCLA. I will say that. Oh, because... wow! Yeah, what a disaster! Yeah, I mean, holy shit! <laughs> like that was one of my the, the disgusting performances that I I would mention, and that turned out to be a great game. But Pitt is is you should have seen you the list of players that they didn't have in this game. Like they were missing every one of their best defensive players. Their starting quarterback. Slovis transferred again. I think he ended up going to Rice of all places. So that that tells you something about, um, you know, what he thought of Pitt. Ends up transferring to Rice. So they're down to like their backup quarterback. They're all like ACC leading rusher. Didn't play the games, so they have like a, a body bag team out there, and they're down. I think twenty eight to fourteen, something like that, in the third quarter, and UCLA just completely gags the game away. Uh, DTR had like three interceptions. They had another fumble. It, it was just a complete embarrassment. And they somehow, through all that, end up taking the lead with like a minute left after Pitt can't convert on a – it was either a field goal or a fourth down they got stopped on. So they drive the field. They score a touchdown with like 30 seconds left. You're thinking, all right, you know, for those of us in the like bowl mania and whatnot, all right, we're going to get the big points here on UCLA. They're going to win. All right, I can sacrifice the cover if they can just hold on for the outright win. And Pitt, with their backup quarterback, literally in like three plays, goes down the field and gets them in a position to to kick the field goal and win the game. It just a completely embarrassing performance. Like they, DTR was better off not playing in this game because that was just that was just miserable. Uh, did you catch a lot of that one? Oh gosh, yeah, yeah. And like you said, that I had them in the bowl picking for twenty seven points. That 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 might have been one of. A couple things that like kept me out of getting thirty-seven for me. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. It was thirty. Oh my god. Oh yeah, I, I was like so sure that was like the highest point pick I lost. I we could get into that scenario. I actually still have a chance with the points to get into the second place. But regardless, like I was very confident about about UCLA winning that game. I mean, you would think that. I mean, like you said, even if, even with ECR playing, and he played terribly, like. He's had some games where he's just throwing every other ball as an interception. Like, he is so bad, like, down the stretch. But, like you said, like, they had they had the game figured out. Like, they were really close. Oh, gosh. I don't know. You can't make it up. You can't make it up. Like, 
Yeah, um, that was that was a bad one. So that's when I wanted to bring up. Um, yeah. Those few days were just excellent with with games. Uh, the the Oregon uh, North Carolina game. Great game. Give credit give credit to North Carolina for showing up and and you know I knew that was too many points. Like you're absolutely right, Dave. Like over 10, 12 in a bowl game. That's just way too many to lay unless it's you know Alabama playing like North Texas or something. That you know that matchup would never happen. But um, for the like Oregon had lost a few players, like their offensive coordinator left. So you knew North Carolina was going to play a decent game, and, and they certainly did. But, um, you know, Bo Nix gets the drive at the end of the game to get the get the win, and then they have to hold on as, as Drake May um, comes back down the field to maybe uh, get a game-winning kick. And, and they just – they you know, they didn't get close enough, so they just throw the Hail Mary there at the end, and it doesn't, uh, it doesn't work out. But, um, yeah, that was a fantastic game. I think – Drake May, like they should be t- teams are going to be tanking for him. Like he is a really good looking quarterback, absolutely. Um, so that was a really good game. And then I believe the same night, yeah, the same day it was Oklahoma and Florida State. Now that game, um, I had as my number one pick on, uh, so my forty three pick as on Bullmania, I had Florida State. Man, that was a sweat. Uh, <laughs> again, like typical. Like I'm glad Florida State won, but like Mike Norvell is just not good in these bowl games. He was horrible at Memphis, and like here against an Oklahoma team that was just again like so many players opted out and were injured and you know transfer portal the whole bit, and uh, Oklahoma almost won. But that was a really really entertaining game to watch. Um, and then uh, I think the same day as the uh, Oregon game was the Kansas Arkansas game. Um, I think I saw a tweet from you, Dave. You were in Vegas for this one, right? And yeah, you had I was. A lot of money I was. Oh, <laughs> that is the worst beat. I, I think that was no. The, the Mississippi State had a spectacular beat on New Year's Day. I will say. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> were you on the right side of the Mississippi State one? Because I was, but I bet it at minus <laughs> two. So the field goal I was good with, regardless. But if okay. you bet that one late, like that was Happy New Year to you if you had yeah. Mississippi State but... and then like Tulane back to back. I mean, my goodness. Oh, I know, but but yeah, that that. The way that Arkansas blew that cover, they won the game, but they blew the cover. That has to be yeah. one of the worst beats I've ever seen in my life. It was, I don't, all the things that had to happen for that to happen. Yeah. It was like, it was 38 to 13, I think, was the score. Yeah. But even after that, it was, I think it was what, 38 23 with what, four minutes left, I think? Five minutes? It couldn't have been more than four minutes. And Arkansas is, is they're doing like a reverse play and the guy breaks it for like 20 yards but then he fumbles as, it's, as he's going to the ground <laughs> and it really wasn't like 100 percent conclusive that it was a fumble i thought it was a fumble obviously i know i bet kansas plus two and a half so um i think i thought it was a fumble but it could have gone either way um and then kansas goes down the field they get the touchdown they get the easiest onside kick i think i've ever seen in my life like they arkansas gave no effort on that whatsoever um, you know, then they Kansas goes down the field again, scores with basically zero time left, gets the two point conversion, and it goes into overtime. And then it was just a flip of the coin from there. However, with the new college overtime rules, once you get to the third overtime, it's just alternating two point conversions. So anyone who bet like minus two and a half is just completely screwed at that point. So, you know, people with Kansas are, are counting their money, and people with Arkansas are you know, crying in their beer, which that was just, that was a bad beat, Dave. I hope, I hope you had Mississippi state to kind of make up for that one. 
Yeah, it really was. I mean, it's crazy. And um, I don't remember what I did with the Miss. Oh, I think I did a teaser. And I was good. And I'm, thank God they didn't kick the extra point in that game because I, I actually bought it up an extra <laughs> point. Oh, my God. I would have been throwing things. Yeah, yeah it, was, the room. it was the last play of the game. So, yeah, they're not going to at that point. Like, oh, my God. Too much drama in that scenario. But the under was like way easier. Oh, yeah. yeah, that was yeah. Like the easiest under you'll get all, all month. But, uh, you know, props. You know, good for I'm really happy that they did win from for the late Mike Leach, though. I thought that was cool. You know, kind of great to see. Yeah. That. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it was, you know, I'm not going to say like destiny or, or anything like that, but it was it was the right outcome for 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 that game. You know, sorry, Illinois fans, but that, that's how <laughs> it had to end for sure. Um, yeah. Some other ones I'll mention here. Like those are like the major ones that were like great, but yeah. there are some other sneaky good ones. Um, Notre Dame, South Carolina was actually pretty entertaining. I, I didn't think that was going to be entertaining. That ended up being a really good kind of back and forth game um and Notre Dame ended up winning uh Texas and Washington was pretty competitive I guess Texas um yeah they they really missed Bijan Robinson and they had their star linebacker wasn't playing and that that just was too much to kind of overcome um Texas Tech Ole Miss was pretty good Texas Tech is a good looking program I have to say that like watch out for them in the Big 12 uh next year like they're they've got something going there um so that was a pretty good game uh let's see i'll give you a couple of like the disgraceful teams like that i picked pretty high to end up losing georgia southern like what a what a horrible performance against buffalo i i cannot i still can't believe they lost that one just no third down defense they couldn't run the ball just pathetic in the red zone they kicked like four field goals that was that was terrible um san diego state losing on christmas eve to middle tennessee like that was brutal too um they, they shouldn't have lost that game. Um, South Alabama not showing up at all against Western Kentucky. That put me behind that might have been quickly. Biggest. I I can't believe that one. Like yeah. Yeah, I was shocked. I was shocked yeah. about that one. Like South Alabama, they're playing for eleven wins, like one of their greatest seasons in school history, and they're down like twenty four nothing in the first quarter. Like it was it was done. It was over. At least at least in that game, you can flip over something else because it was you know it was over. Um, the, the early, the really early games, um, SMU BYU was pretty close. Uh, that was an entertaining game at the end. As was North Texas Boise had a lot of points scored. Um, let's see, the UTSA Troy game was pretty entertaining, like we thought it would be. Troy really shouldn't have won. Like there's a lot of turnovers and, and whatnot by UTSA, but that's kind of how Troy wins. Um, those are some of the early games. I regret not going higher on Air Force as one of my like top picks. That was one of the easiest picks of like the entire bowl season. Yeah. Like Baylor, not good against the run. Like it was so that's when like that Arctic blast was going through the country. It was like 10 degrees that night um in uh, Fort Worth. And like they just didn't want to tackle Air Force. And um, you know, they ended up winning winning that one pretty easily. So that was a good, uh, that was a good pick. I wish I had gone higher on that. If I'd gone, if I'd taken them instead of UCLA, maybe in this, maybe in first place right now in, in bowl mania. Um, so yeah, I think that, Oh, and then, you know, I guess I'll mention my, my uh, UConn team uh, really some nerves when they first started the game, they got behind 14, nothing against Marshall. And it was just kind of an uphill climb um, from that point. They did get within uh, two touchdowns and they were on the goal line to kind of make it to a, a one touchdown game, but they couldn't punch it in. 
um, unfortunately. And it was just a bad matchup. Like Marshall has one of the best defenses in the country. And um, not only a group of five, like in the country. So it was going to be tough for you trying to get offense. And they just handed them short fields with with turnovers. And that kind of was early on in the game. And that was the difference. I wish we could have played like Georgia Southern. Like we would have fucking destroyed Georgia Southern, that shit defense that they have. Like I'm still angry about that game. Um, you know, we would, we would have beaten Georgia Southern, but in any event, it was still a fantastic season for UConn. And like, uh, uh, more, I was saying the other day, like, yeah, this is a great season, but this is like the baseline now, like six and six, like this is our, our ceiling and like, um, I'm sorry, our floor. And like, it's only going to go up from here. So I definitely can get on board with that. Um, so yeah, I think, uh, really a, a better bowl season than like we've seen in years. Honestly, yeah. like a lot of these games were really, really entertaining and, we kind of went into it thinking, oh man, like some of these are going to be kind of shitty because of all like the opt outs and coaching moves and um, transfer portal and the whole bit. But a number of them were entertaining. I mean, save for LSU Purdue, which probably shouldn't have even happened. Like that was <laughs> that game was was pretty sad. A sad um, game for sure. Sixty three to seven. One of the yeah, rare that double digits. Yeah, because it was never a game, right? Like from the jump, it was like yeah, thirty eight. It was like thirty five nothing at yeah. halftime. Yeah, like it was that was, yeah. was bad. Yeah. I gotta give a lot but of yeah, props. So, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. What? No, I, I was gonna say like, yeah, yeah. Go ahead with any other thoughts. We can talk about the playoff games, but honestly, like I said, I don't have too much to offer for those. Um, I think that as far as well, yeah, that's a good that's a good segue. But I do want to also give some props to Tennessee for playing so well without Hendon Hooker. It was a great performance. Oh yeah, true. Yeah, that's that's a good uh, good call. Uh, I thought Clemson was gonna win that game and. You know, we were calling for uh, Cade Klubick's season. I don't think he's it uh, after watching that game, I I would have to say. Um, and Joe Milton played really well. I'll give him credit. I did not expect that. Same, same. Just a tremendous job by by Milton. Like, uh, I mean, I can't – nothing but – which is – this is so rare. Two things. One, that Biebs actually picked Tennessee in the game. <laughs> Ty, you know, it's a, you know it's a new era when Biebs is picking Tennessee to <laughs> – in a big spot like <laughs> so, and the fact that they won it just it really isn't it's inc- it, they did an incredible job hypel did a really good job this year i can't really you know i have nothing to you know say bad about him at this point so good great job and we'll see if it carries over next year so okay playoff uh, new year six so that was one of them and we talked about cotton bowl so now for the playoff games and then the rose bowl which to be honest with you, I, I was kind of seeing that coming. I mean, in the beginning, I was like, I was all Utah. Like, oh, it's totally going to be Utah. They really want to win this. But then I'm like, but everybody's betting them. And it's like, I don't think, you know. Like, I, Dave, I did the exact same thing. Like, when I first saw the match, I was like, oh, my God, yeah, Utah, easy. Like, this is an easy pick. And then, like, as the, as the time <laughs> went on and the, the game got closer, I'm like, wait a minute. If everybody's picking Utah, like, why are they only a one-point favorite? And then, like, by game time, it switched to Penn State being a one-point favorite, yep. so I was completely convinced that Penn State was the right play, and they ended up being, you know, even if Cam Rising didn't get hurt, and obviously that that played a, a role in it, but even if he didn't get hurt, I think I think Penn State was going to win. I agree, and and they, and certainly, you know, it was evident from like the first quarter, like it just seemed like they were outplaying them for a lot of it. It was a very slow start, and I'm like, when you, if you're going to start that slowly against. Um, any team you're going to be in trouble and i think uh, penn state really took t- in that third quarter they really put the clampers on them like they stopped them that third quarter and it was after that it was, they're, they're completely in control um, i will give a lot of credit to uh, whoever the backup was for utah for getting the over <laughs> at the end of the game yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i thought they were just going to kind of kneel on it too but hey you know what 
it's you're in the Rose Bowl. Like, why I run out the clock in the Rose Bowl? Like, try to score some goddamn points. So we we appreciate him <laughs> for that last drive. Absolutely. And the playoff games, you know, two great games. Like you said, I think they were not much yeah. I can really. I think it was. And so, by the way, TCU also screwed me as far as the bull pick. I'm like, good God. Like, I wish Same. I had thought that through. But Same here. Yeah, I, I thought Michigan was going to roll them, honestly. You can't say enough about what Sonny Dykes did this year. Like, you know, coming in as a first-year coach with the whole new, uh, you know, new players, new system. Well, obviously, the, some of the players were there at TCU last year. But you know what I mean. Like, he's coming in coaching a new group of players. Um, trying to put his system in place and you know their defense it's not great but like it's opportunistic like all those you know two pick sixes like there's another fumble recovery and their offense is really explosive I mean um, you can't say enough about Max Duggan Um, you know what a competitor and you know they just matched Michigan every single time that they got close Uh, TCU had an answer and um, you know I what else what else can you say like Michigan like I did get to watch like a lot of the first like the first half, and then I was kind of out of the mix for the second half, just kind of score watching. But like the first drive of the game, when like you're supposed to have like this great offensive line and great running backs, and you're fourth down and like what one or two on the on the on the goal line, and you're running a trick play, like that just didn't show much confidence in Michigan, um, you know, going forward in the game. And I think that kind of maybe gave TCU some more confidence, like hey, like you know these guys aren't running it at us, you know, in, in this moment. So um, yeah, I, I was. Honestly, more surprised about that game, the way it played out than the second game, honestly. Like, what else can you say? Like, TCU, just a fantastic job. And the rare scenario where, like, we have a Cinderella story, basically, in college football, playing yeah. for a national championship, which you never see. You don't. And and it's interesting. I think I was certainly among many people who doubted them throughout the season. Like, ah, oh, they're going to blow this one. They're going to blow this one. They go to the Big 12 championship, and they find a way to win that, too. And it's like, you know what? Or, no, 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 sorry. They lost to Kansas State. No, they State. lost that one. Lost yeah, Kansas that was State, right? loss. But despite that, they go in there and they rise to the occasion here against Michigan. I mean, definitely, a, a tr- you don't get many true surprises in college football, and that was one. It was really the entire season from start to end was just like one, you know, one marvelous moment after another. Uh, so props to big time, big time kudos to TCU for getting that done, despite losing the, the Big 12 title game, which you know, that's not really that bad of a loss. I think the bad loss is can't. Kansas State losing to Bama really surprised me. Like I was not, not even just losing, but like getting completely humiliated. I, I was shocked. I'm like, well, see, like they were right in that game too. There was just yeah. a swing in the first half where it just got out of hand. It was 14-10 Alabama, and Kansas State is going on like a 25 play drive. Basically, I'm, I'm not exaggerating. It probably was like 20 plays. I'm just saying 25, but it was it was a long, long drive, and they get down to like fourth and two on the goal line. And Howard misses his tight end. Um, the guy was open in the, in the like the little corner route. Um, and it would have been a touchdown, but instead they don't score. Bama gets the ball and and goes like 50 yards. I'm sorry, goes 90 yards in those 50 seconds that were left. Gets a touchdown. Kansas State tries an onside kick out of halftime. Doesn't work. Bama scores again. And then like in the span of another minute, they put on another touchdown. So it went from possibly being 17 to 14 to then being 35 to 10, like in, in the span of five game minutes. So mm-hmm. it was just over at that point. But I wouldn't say that, you know, Kansas State was completely dominated. It was just a, a kind of a snowball after that um, stop on fourth down. 
Yeah, it's true. I mean, the end of the first half, I think emotionally they were not ready for like that all to happen at once. And um, that's true. I think once you get behind that by that much, it's kind of tough to come back. And I, I think the question was, did they did you agree with them going for it on fourth down when that that, that first drive that took, as you mentioned, like probably like 10, 11 minutes? Like, I, I think you do. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, yeah. it's a meaningless bowl game. Yeah. I mean, you're going up against Alabama. Like, why not? Like, what's what's kicking a field goal going to do there for you? Nothing. It, it's really not. Yeah. Like, just just go for it. And they have the right play. The, the quarterback just didn't make the throw. So, yeah. um, I, I think that was the right call. And even though it kind of deflated their momentum and just it just led to that. Uh, series of events that I just mentioned, but that was the right call to go for it. Yeah, I, I don't really, I don't really disagree with it. I mean, my dad didn't like it. He thought that they should have gone with the points, so at least it just stops momentum to some degree. You reward somebody. You know, this is you hear this a lot. We got to get me rewarded for that long drive, and I kind of get it. But Bama is not the kind of team that's going to be, you know, that's going to have be that's going to be slowed down by field goals. So I feel like you're. I think you're right. I think that made a lot of sense. Um, I will say I didn't think Ohio State had that offense in them. So pro- I, I'm not sure what that is. Is it were they really that good? Some people are saying, yeah, I guess so. I don't know. I just I'm, I suppose it's true. It can be said that Georgia's defense is not on the same level they were last year, which was amazing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think that's I mean, they have almost 40 points in the, in the SEC championship game, too. I mean, right. just a continuation of that. I mean, honestly, like. I didn't watch. I watched very little of this game. Um, kind of in and out of my, you know, watching on my phone. Um, I did see the last uh, quarter, so I did watch the last quarter. But you know, Ohio State just explosive play after explosive play. Um, C.J. Stroud was just fantastic. You know, uh, Harrison getting hurt really changed things because uh, you know they, that was losing another key piece on their offense. Um, you know, the there's the. Uh, a fourth down play that got reviewed for Georgia when they were going in. I forget what the score was. They originally ruled it short and then they, they, they reviewed it and gave them the first down and and Georgia ended up scoring a touchdown. So that was a, a big moment. Um, the, the scenario where uh, Kirby smart takes the timeout before Ohio state runs their fake punt, which would have kept the clock moving and Ohio state would have gotten first downs. Um, maybe, maybe, you know, ice the game at that point. So that was a huge moment. Um, but, you know, give Georgia credit for, like, not quitting. Um, you know, even though the, it looked pretty tough the way, like, Ohio State's offense was playing, they just didn't they didn't quit. And um, they were – Stetson Bennett made some 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 plays. And, uh, you know, you, you knew the Ohio State defense was vulnerable after what they've shown against Michigan and against some of the other um, good offenses they played. But, you know, you have to make the plays to take advantage. And, and Georgia certainly did to get themselves back in the game. Um, I do think that Ryan Day got way too conservative when they got to um, after Stroud's long run. You have first and ten on like the thirty yard line, and you have two timeouts, and like you're essentially settling for like a forty yeah. forty eight yard field. Surprising! Goal. Like that first down run was just killer. Like you got you have to keep pushing the ball there. Like I know you have a good kicker. I know it's in a dome. Like I completely understand that, but there was no reason not to try to get really any closer at that point with with the game situation like get down to the 10 yard line like your offense has been just killing it like run your offense you know like you had georgia on your heels there and that that was just some really really bad game management i i think i think ohio state was the better team and they're they're gonna they're gonna regret losing that game for a while 
Um, and actually in our bowl mania, like I was one of two people that picked Ohio state. So like if that game had flipped, like I might be in first place right now because like all those Ohio state people would have like lost points and I'd be up there a little bit more, but um, you know, it's, it's not all about me, but just in, in general, <laughs> like Ohio state, I think was, was definitely the better team, but Hey, sometimes the better team doesn't always win. Like you have to make the plays in the clutch and, and they certainly didn't. And uh, they definitely helped them out with the, with that sequence at the end of the game. Yeah. 100%. I mean, you know, when you play to not lose, which is pretty much what they did, I definitely was surprised by that. I because I always think of Ryan Day being like an aggressive coach. That really is off. It seems off brand to me. Maybe I just don't know. Don't, don't follow him that yeah, closely. That's off the table now. Like I, yeah. I think I think it's been proven now. Like he's not really an aggressive coach yeah. uh, when, it, right. when it really comes comes down to it. You're right. In a big spot, right? Like absolutely. Uh, let's say hello to the mod father, Stuart Hayek. Thank you very much for the twelve month resub. Hello again. Well, happy New Year to you. Glad you're, you're doing all right out there um, in the Great White North. And now let's go take a look at the college football championship game, the Cinderella story, TCU going against the defending champion, um, Georgia Bulldogs. Right here in Los Angeles, in Inglewood, California, specifically at SoFi Stadium, coming up on Monday. The spread is Georgia giving 13 and a half points, nearly two touchdowns. That probably will go up over the weekend, too, I believe, John. So we'll see. The over-under at the moment is 62 points. And you've got the main coverage on ESPN starting at 7.30 Eastern time. I don't have an idea what the megacast coverage is going to be. I did not read any. All the, all the press releases about it were for the semifinal round. I can only assume that there will be a mega cast on the other ESPN networks, but uh, certainly you will have the game, and it should be—it'll be interesting. I—I I don't, I don't know how this is going to turn out for sure. I do have it in picks, and uh, as I've mentioned to everybody in the panel, they can select the game in picks too. So, John, let's get your thoughts on this game. I mean, you know, we've already talked about both teams from the semifinal round. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Uh, what do you? What do you? I mean, don't we don't necessarily need a prediction because you might have a picks, but um, what's your what's your feeling going into this one? I mean, how can you how can you say at this point from what you've seen from both teams, it's going to be nothing but like a back and forth offensive shootout? You know, like I I don't I know it's like the really easy thing to say, but what did you seen what have we seen from either of these teams like the last month or two of the season where you know you don't see that happening? Um, you know, as I mentioned, TCU with like all these explosive playmakers, and that's exactly what Ohio State just did uh, to Georgia. Um, you know, I will say that CJ Stroud's a better quarterback than Max Duggan. I think we can agree with that, but I mean, maybe not that much better. Like Duggan's played phenomenal, and he's in the right system, uh, certainly with uh, the air raid that Dykes is running there. So I think TCU is going to put up some points. Georgia's certainly to get their points. I don't think the TCU defense is going to offer too much resistance. So I think this is going to be a back and forth, really close game, high scoring. I what was the over under again? Is it is it in the eighties or seventies? Sixty two. What's the over under? Sixty two. Only sixty two. Sixty two. Sixty two. Oh my god, that's an over! Like right? holy shit! Like what? <laughs> I'm like all this, over this, that. This game is like thirty eight, thirty one. Somebody. Yeah. 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 That, that's that's what I say. Like, I, I'm going to be rooting for TCU because, like I said, I can still get uh, up into second place in the bowl mania. Like, if the top – I'm assuming the top three or four people in line for money right now are going to just pick, pick Georgia. So, I have to go in the contrarian direction with, with TCU. Um, but I really do think they have a chance to win. Like, what have we – 
you know, they've, they've been doubted all year, you know, as an underdog in these games. And, you know, I know Georgia, you know, they play in the, the SEC, but I mean, that doesn't really mean anything in a one game scenario. Um, TCU's defense has been really opportunistic. Uh, if they can make Bennett, you know, ha- have a few mistakes from him, like they, they easily could, could win this game uh, if they get an extra possession or two. So I'll say 38-31. Um, that, that's my final score prediction. We'll say TCU wins just because, you know, I'm going to be rooting for them. But obviously not a surprise at all if, if Georgia ends up winning this. But um, I do think it'll be close. I'd be pretty surprised if, like, you know, it's like 42-10 to 10 Georgia. Like, that would, that would surprise me the way this season has gone and the, and the way TCU has played. Yeah, I definitely see a lot of points in this game too. I, um, I, I don't. Ex- I, I think you're definitely going to see somebody in the 30s and probably somebody in the 40s, possibly someone in the 50s in this game. Like it feels like that kind of game. So uh, it's going to be a really good time. Um, let me say hello to Dara Hayden Music. Welcome in. Happy New Year to you. Uh, Dara Hayden Music is a musician on Twitch as well and a great community member to a lot of great channels on, on this on this platform. And Turbo's from our good friend. It's so good to see you again, Swims. It's been a minute. How are you? How are your holidays? Hope you're well. Let's follow our friend Turbo Swim as well. And hopefully, hopefully we'll see you back on stream someday too. But it's so good to see you. Missed, we missed all of you, everybody. I'm so nice to have you back. And this is John Connecticut joining me tonight. And uh, we're covering sports. For those of you tuning in late, we have... Um, we had some incredible tra- near tragedy, you know, very scary situation as we let off the program uh, with DeMar Hamlin's um, injury and just a freak incident that uh, had put him in cardiac arrest and he's currently in critical condition, but showing signs of improvement. Uh, we covered the college football college football bowl season and this national championship game. John, that's a really great, that's a really great rundown. Like, honestly, I can't really add much to that. I guess that's, that's really good. I have the uh, game in, in, in picks, so I won't give you a final score yet, but... Um, um, you're not sold in the high scores of swims. Swims might uh, might be kind of fading the public on this one because I feel like we're kind of riding it uh, as far as the total. Well, I, I do think there's something to be said. Like both teams, there's going to be like a feeling out stage kind of in the first quarter. So if that's the case, and it's you know, I mean, the Michigan TCU game was only what 21 to six at halftime. So you know, if it's a scenario where it's like 17 to seven at halftime, like I definitely could see that where you know you would think it's not going to go over at that point, but you know, these two teams, they could explode in the second half, like, you know, like we saw in the in the Michigan uh, TCU game. So maybe a first half under is the play and then like go live over at that point. That that could be the kind of the way to play it. Because I do think there'll be like a feeling out period for both both teams, like in the first quarter. Yeah, I mean, that's usually what would happen in a big championship game of that caliber. So I wouldn't be surprised either. So um, all said, it's going to be a really fun time. Um yeah, I mean, it's it's not the same necessarily star power as you would normally see with the maybe Clemson and Bama or, you know, Ohio State and and, and uh, Alabama or whatever, you know, but still going to be a pretty good game. And um, I'm looking forward to it. So, yeah, thanks for the, the rundown. Um, <laughs> I think to make, wait, swimming is troublesome. I think the bet to make money is on that. Oh, the first half under. Uh, yeah, that's not bad. I'm guessing it would be around 30, 30. 31? Well, if it's half, it'd be 31, but they don't always do that. But they'll, yeah. they'll, like, you know, they'll play some games with it, but it's not usually half of what the actual total yeah, is. Yeah. But it'll probably be around 30 plus or minus a few points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking, too. So, um, okay. So, yeah, that's that's great. So, um, we'll, 
any we we have our friends for some with some picks in the game, including myself. Uh, we'll get to those once we get to picks. But first, let's get back to the NFL. Um, NFL from last week, and uh, we've covered quite extensively the uh, the the Monday night game. Um, but as far as the rest of the schedule, there was some juice in that in that as well. Um, and then there were some real blowouts. Like I I know I, maybe I was giving putting too much confidence in the Rams, but geez, guys, man, you stink. But <laughs> I mean, I've been down on them, but I thought that in that game, because it was the Chargers, they might have some juice. They were never in it. Never. But anyway, let's go to you for last week's action in the NFL. Yeah, I, I put some faith in some really bad teams, Dave, last <laughs> week. It uh, departed my exit from our, our football pool, unfortunately, but had a good run. It ha- happens. I hope, you know, you're still going. So I hope mm-hmm. you, you continue to do well. But thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I took the Bears against the Lions. Like, what am I thinking with that? Like, that was just that was just ugly. Um, you know, it was like fourteen to ten in the first quarter. And you're thinking, all right, this is going to be kind of a back and forth game. And uh, no, the Bear, the I think Fields maybe have gotten a little hurt, but after that, the Lions just trucked on. The worst part of that game was if you're sitting there with like an over fifty one or an over fifty two. I'm sorry, no over fifty two, and it's thirty eight to ten. With six minutes to go, yeah, I see you raising your hand. Six <laughs> minutes to go in the third quarter, and there's only a field goal scored in six minutes. And, and I'm sorry, in six minutes of the third quarter, and then the entire fourth quarter, if there's 21 minutes of game action. They can only score a field goal, and I get it. Like blowouts, kind of, you know, the clock just kind of runs, and no one's like really doing that much. But how could you not score a t- even like just a garbage touchdown, even like a, a turnover that sets up a short field? <laughs> that was just that was the most annoying. Um, beat of the day for sure but um yeah the the lions just killed the bears um i thought the texans were just going to keep keep going uh with their run but nope that's old tankville for houston uh 31 to 3 against the jags so the jags continue their impressive run um uh, kansas city continues to not cover these big spreads uh denver showed some life and i should have known this one too because usually the first week after a coach is fired, you know, you get like a bounce from the team and they clearly just did not like hack at all. I think they're probably better off getting rid of Russell Wilson too. I think he's like the second person they hate the rest of the team. Um, but he actually, Wilson had an okay game um, and the chiefs only win by three, but Hey, it's just, you need a win. Um, uh, the Colts continue their, their embarrassing performances under Jeff Saturday, 38, 10 to the giants. Like that was, why is Nick Foles playing? Like it just, it makes no sense to me whatsoever but i guess he's not playing this week ellinger is playing uh, he's playing against the texans so that's going to be a fun game um <laughs> uh the saints beat the eagles now this was a game i this was like the one pick that i got right um this this line was like pretty inflated the saints were um eagles were favored by like six points um and the saints defense has been playing really well lately it's been kind of going to the um what we thought at the beginning of the season from them and, uh, you know, the Eagles offense really just didn't do anything. They had one long play to A.J. Brown, but that was it. I mean, the Eagles are pretty banged up. They, they, they really need this uh, bye week. So, um, luckily for them, the Giants have locked into their spot in the playoffs. So, you wouldn't think the Giants are really going to try that well or try that much this weekend. So, the Eagles should get that one seed. But, um, you know, very, uh, very, very banged up Eagles team right now. And the Saints, just think, if like if Mark Ingram – doesn't go out of bounds on that play against the Bucks on Monday Night Football a few weeks ago, and they win that game, like they could be winning the division right now uh, with a win against Carolina this weekend. That play just 
completely changed the course of like the, the NFC South uh, picture because Tampa once again comes back in the fourth quarter. Like how can this keep happening every single week? They do shit for three quarters and then all of a sudden, you know, they get into like this, the hurry up mode and then Brady looks like a God again and uh, they beat, beat the Panthers. So honestly, like, I would be widely worried if I was like Dallas going going to Tampa for the wild card round and they have like a you know twenty to ten lead with like seven minutes left. Like who who is a Cowboys fan is gonna be uh com- feeling comfortable at that point? Like nobody. Like we've seen it too many times mm-hmm. uh, from Brady and from the Cowboys. Um the Patriots win by two points against the Dolphins. Obviously a tough scenario with Miami having to start Bridgewater then hurts his finger. So Skylar Thompson comes in and then New England's defense pretty much won the game. Again, another pick I had the under on, so I don't know how this game went over. Um, pick six from uh, the Patriots and then a garbage Miami touchdown with like a minute <laughs> left, just complete bullshit that this game went up, went over. But you know, that was, that was just my weekend. Um, I'd like to send a thank you to Ron Rivera for starting Carson Wentz in their biggest <laughs> game of the season. I know. Um, that just made it so easy. What? It just <laughs> Yeah. What a what a good guy. Like it's almost as if he wanted the Packers to make the playoffs. Because <laughs> why why in the world would like you out of nowhere just put this clown back in there who the team didn't like? Who, who couldn't who couldn't win a game earlier in the season? But yeah, in our most important game of the season, let's go back to Carson Wentz because that's a great great idea. And then after the game, he didn't realize that they'd been eliminated from the playoffs. Like Ron, it's like come back to us, buddy. Like just 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 not a not a good scenario there with Washington. But hey, we will take it because in the <laughs> late games, um, the Packers took the field knowing they controlled their own fate for the playoffs, and they just absolutely mauled the fraud that is the Minnesota Vikings who um, by all accounts, like if you follow like, the analytics, like the DVOA, like they're like the 27th best team in football, in, like the last how many ever games um, they're just not a good fit. Like they really should be like a six or seven win team basically. And instead they have 12 wins, but Hey, they, the ball bounced their way in a lot of these games, but yeah, they're just completely fraudulent. The Packers defense um, harassed cousins. Their secondary was just completely locked down. Uh, uh, Jair Alexander backed up all this talk. Uh, against Jefferson, holding him to one catch for 15 yards. Um, you know, special teams, they have actually have a, a kick returner now. They returned a kick for a touchdown, returned an interception for a touchdown. Their running game was just terrific. And, um, you know, Rodgers, they really didn't have to do much. I mean, they had some good drives, but um, just an all-around great performance. And, you know, it sets up a, a game with the Lions next this Sunday. Win and they're in the playoffs. And after how they started the season and how it looked like a month and a half ago, honestly, I don't even care if they go if they get drilled by San Francisco in the first round. It doesn't matter to me. Just get in the tournament and anything can happen. That's basically, you know, the way things go. Like, you know, they they played Brock Purdy. Like they can intercept Brock Purdy. Like this, 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 this is not going to continue from Brock Purdy. Although I will say, like, you know, as we get into the late games here, um, you know, move off the Packers. That was a great win. But uh, the the Niners and the Raiders, like that was the game of the day, uh, one of the games of the day. And um, Jared Stidham surprisingly played really well against the best defense in the NFL. I did not see that for sure. So maybe it's the system with McDaniel's. But you know, he was actually throwing the ball to Adams, and they really had something going. Um, but you know, give credit to the Niners and, and uh, Purdy. They they made the plays when they need to. 
uh, late in the game to kind of get the game tied. And then um, Sidham did have an interception in overtime and, and the Niners won. But I, I still think that, um, you know, I, I would not – I know it's a bad matchup for the Packers in terms of like how the Niners can run the ball. Uh, and that's kind of the, the one – the weakness of the Green Bay defense is like you just run right at them. You've seen that before. Like I'd rather play like a heavy passing team because the, the strength of their defense is passive defense. But I'll take my chances playing up against um, against Brock Purdy. Would love to play the Vikings again in the playoffs. That's for sure. If uh, if that's the match, if they can get oh, there. Man. But um, it looks like it's going to be Giants and uh, Vikings in round one. Which the Vikings might only be like a two point favorite at home in that game. Which is going to be it's going to be wild in the wild in uh, in the first round. But again, like Green Bay, they have to win the next week. Like I'm not assuming anything. It's going to be a really tough game. The Lions are a really good team. It's a division rivalry. Even if they can't make the playoffs, like they are going to want to spoil Packers season. Uh, on national television so it's, it's by no means a guaranteed win but packers have put them themselves in position to do it which would have seen unthinkable um a month ago um and then two other games i'll mention you you mentioned the rams chargers i i was with you i thought the chargers uh, sorry the rams were going to play them close but that was that was pretty bad um jets didn't show up yeah that was i i bought into the, the hype that mike white was going to be an upgrade over zach wilson and he really wasn't. And uh, the, the Seahawks just, they were in control from the start of that game. Um, yeah. And they, they keep their kind of uh, playoff hopes alive. Jets are eliminated. But they, the Jets need a quarterback. Like, that's, they need to go, like, all in on Lamar Jackson in the offseason or whoever to, to, to bring somebody in there that's better than these bozos they got now because they're wasting a good defense. Um, yeah. And then the final game – uh, the Steelers. How about Kenny Pickett? Boy, like, yeah. The Ravens hadn't given up a touchdown at home. I think the stat said in 15 quarters. And here they go, three minutes left. Bink, 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 bink down the field. And uh, Pickett really showed you something. So I think the Steelers, I think the Steelers got something with him. Um, and they could still make the playoffs. It's yeah. really not out of the realm of possibility here. So uh, what a great job by them. And, and the Ravens, they're just the king of blowing games at this point. It doesn't matter who's playing quarterback. Their defense is just amazing. Like adding Roquan Smith um, really solidified their defense, but they just have a hard time scoring, and they they have been blowing these games. So really a high-variance team for the playoffs. So that's kind of, I guess, the rundown of the uh, action from last week. I'd be interested to hear any of your thoughts yeah. on, on some, some of these games. Well, what a two-week run the Steelers have been on, right? First, they've come back oh, in I like, know. One, like 11 degrees in, in <laughs> against the Raiders. Um, to, to, to pull off that win, you know, on Franco Harris's, uh, the number of retirement slash Memorial, which is such an emotional week for the Steelers, of course, but, uh, they just were doing nothing on offense and they just came back. Just like you said, you know, some Ben losses, burger five, obviously not the same thing. I mean, clearly not as good, not, not the same kind of electricity, but you know, Pickett does it again, you know, here. And it just, it always seems to come out of nowhere. Like you said, like their offense was doing nothing the rest of the game. It was like 10 to like 13 to 10. And they come back and they win, and just an just an incredible show of guts, moxie by this team. You know, just goes to show you, Mike Tomlin, when his team's an underdog, he he will get this team fired up for the game. Props to him, just an incredible job, like coaching the last well, two. He's never had a losing season as a coach, and he can extend that this weekend if yep. he can win. So, I like their chances. They're gonna play ball. They're gonna play the Browns. They can't get out of their own way on offense. You know, things have been very rusty with. Um, with uh, Watson back there and um, 
what would stop them? And this is sort of my thought there. Like, the Browns defense is terrible. Like, I, I just think there's a real chance. I'm not saying they're, they're guaranteed to win that game, but I think they got a real shot there. You know, and I think there is. Yeah, I like the under in that game. Like, where are the points coming from? Like you said, yeah. the Steelers' offense really doesn't do anything until kind of late in the game. And the Brown, the Steelers' defense is really good. Like, I don't see Watson doing much of anything. Um, yeah. You know, it's going to be good. They're going to try to establish the run. I see it being like another like 13, 17 to 14 kind of game. I, I like the under in that matchup. And it, the, the, it could go either way on the side. But yeah. that, that's where I would lean. I, I can't believe it's like 40 and a half is the under for that. Or over I thought under it was 38 and a half. Was it 40 and a half? Would be crazy. Yeah, 40, 40. Oh, 40. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, I would take the under two. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, Surface Swim was a lot of comments here. I love this. So, first of all, Swimmy, if you, if you, if for those of you who are not aware, is a Cowboy fan, has been for a while. Um, I haven't been confident in the Cowboys since 1995. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite right. Um, but yeah, Brady's just, and he mentioned how Brady just, the dude just somehow wins somehow. In this case, it was with a quarterback sneak, which we will say, you know, he's one of the, you know, it's kind of a joke, but it's also true. Like he's one of the greatest quarterback sneakers in the history of the league. He is. It's great. Does a great job with that. So, um, Swim says, Washington is too busy scamming employees and harassing journalists to worry about football. <laughs> and Kevin would have a field day with that comment. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's pretty much the gist of it. And then he says, how the Raiders find ways to lose amazes me. On paper, that team isn't that bad. That's the frustration of it. My dad's feeling that because he's a Raider fan. Yeah, they've been in some wild games this year. Like, yeah. their record isn't as bad as as their as their team is. I mean, they have some talented players on that team. So it's just a combination of just some bad luck, some bad coaching, just a lot of, a lot of different things. But they're not as bad as their record would indicate. I, I would agree with that. Yeah, it's a really talented team to be only whatever it is, like eight and eight and nine or seven and eight or whatever it is at this moment. Like that's six and ten. Six and ten. Okay, so that's right. Because because that, and this is with that ridiculous win they had against the Patriots. This is with that win. So, man, you definitely think they would have better better record than that right now. They're in every game. They're in every game. Like it's it's really interesting. So. um so let's go look at this week's action, and and there's going to be quite a bit of it. Like if you take a look at what's happening, um, this is an incredible slate. Like we are looking like, and it just tends to happen. Like you know, every every year, the final week of the season's got games with playoff implications. But I feel like every single game on this chart, and there's like ten. I think like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, I think there are nine games on here on the screen, and every one of them has juice. Like Ravens, Bengals. So the Bengals. You know, the game was but the game basically was postponed. So um they got something to play for. Brown Steelers, we talked about that already. Chargers, Broncos. Broncos with a such a delicious role in the case of the in the rule of spoiler, don't they? Like this is really they're gonna be so excited about that game. And then give it to Brian Dable. Brian Dable's like, we're not gonna lay, we're not gonna rest guys, we're gonna play. I think what they wanna do. They want to spoil the Eagles getting like a like a good seed in the playoffs. I think that's what they want to do. They want to be a spoiler in that regard. Um, Rams always play the Seahawks tough. Although this this year's Rams is very different. It's just such a shitty team. Like I can't I can't even get over it. And then we talked about Lunds Packers. So John, this week's action. I think you kind of did it already. But anything else you want to add as far as um, what we're what we're going to be seeing this weekend? Yeah, there's um, lots of playoff implications online. I, I just went into the Packers-Lions game. I mean, they're favored. They're at home. They should win. I mean, the Lions' defense isn't isn't really good, um, and that's where the Packers will have the edge, I think. 
because they should just follow the game plan um, that Carolina had a few weeks ago and just ram the ball down their throat. Like Jones on one play, Dylan on the next, and just keep doing it. And that's exactly how Carolina uh, won. Um, and I never thought I'd say that, like Aaron Rodgers is your quarterback. And that, that's how they kind of need to win these games. Uh, just establish that run and get them going. And then off of that, you can have um, some play action. Uh, Christian Watson, is he was he got hurt on the Christmas game, um, you know, against the Dolphins. But, um, you know, he, he came back last week and he only had one catch. But, he, you know, he, he's almost like a decoy sometimes in the offense because just having him on the field allows the other people um, to be open, uh, like underneath and then some of the other routes. So, you know, I think, you know, like I said, they're going to have to establish the run with Jones and Dylan, um, you know, and, and just do some play actions off of that uh, with uh, with Watson and Dubs and Cobb. Like, the Packers are actually pretty healthy. Like, having a bye week late in the season, like, really helped them, honestly, this year. Like, having that week 14 or whatever it was, bye week. And then I think, you know, the Lions offense has been really good. But when they've gone outside into the, into the like, conditions, it hasn't been as good as, obviously, when they're home. Um, on their their turf field in Detroit. So I think outside, like, road uh, Jared Goff is not going to perform at as high of a level. It's it's still going to be a really good game, but I, I obviously would definitely give uh, Green Bay the edge. So um, I think that's where uh, – I think that I think they're going to win. Um, I sure hope they do, and we'll see if we'll see where the, where the chips fall where they would play on the wild card round. If they do make it, like, I think that, like, the pressure will be off of them, honestly, uh, compared to previous years because – um, like, you know, they're like the one seed and, you know, um, at home and like they, they'd be playing with house money at this point uh, if they're in this number seven. So I think that's, uh, you know, I think that, that would be a good thing for them if they end up getting in. But first things first, they got to take care of business against the Lions. Um, let's see what else you have there. And, I, and if if the Seahawks were to somehow lose to the Rams earlier in the day, um, that game would turn into a win and in scenario for both the Packers and the Lions. I think the NFL is almost kind of hoping for that, um, that Seattle were to lose. But if they, if the, C- the Seahawks win, the Lions are eliminated, and then just either the Packers or the Seahawks would get, would get that last spot. So kind of surprised they didn't play the, those games at the same time. But, you know, they wanted Green Bay and Rodgers in prime time. So it is what it is. Th- that Saturday doubleheaders would kind of screws things up. Like you could have put, you could have put the Jaguars on Sunday night football, the Titans Jaguars game, but then you, you needed, but because of the Saturday uh, bullshit, you needed two games on Saturday. So um, that's what they're doing for that. Um, you figured the Tennessee is going like, to give their absolute best effort in this game. Like, I don't think, I think this what the spreads now like six or seven. Like, I think that's too many points, even with Josh Dobbs, I think Tennessee, like they were resting starters for this game. Their defense is going to be healthier. Um, Dobbs did show you a little something against the Cowboys last week. I, I the, the Jags defense is probably better than the, the Dallas defense as a whole. I mean, obviously there's some individual players from Dallas that are just amazing, but as a whole, I think the Jags defense has been playing much better. Um, and you know, I, I but I do think this is going to be a close game. I, I think that's a little too much for, you know, the Jags to be laying, uh, in like a, a win and win and in division scenarios. I would kind of lean Tennessee in that game. Um, yeah, and then you have the whole triumphant in the in the AFC where, you know, the Steelers, Jets, I'm sorry, Steelers, Dolphins, and Patriots are, are battling for that last spot. The Patriots hold the cards at the moment, but they're playing at Buffalo to be determined, I guess, if the game happens right now, we're, we're going to say yes, but who knows. Um, but you'd figure if New England loses that game, then the, the next in line would be Miami, but 
Miami doesn't have their quarterback. Like as of now, Skylar Thompson's playing, and I would say the Jets probably are going to win. Skylar Thompson's playing just because of their defense. And then next in line after that, Dave, is the Steelers. So the Steelers could very well sneak in the oh, playoffs yeah. again this year, which would be amazing. Um, let's see what else. Yeah, and then the race for like the, the seeding and the and the NFC. Um, the Eagles, like as I said, if they win, they get the one seed. The Giants are completely locked into number six. I don't know how Dable's going to play it. I mean, the spread is telling you that they're not going to really at all. The spread's 14. So I, I honestly, I, I don't know what to make of that, um, that game at all, uh, honestly. Um, and then the Cowboys still have a chance. If, if somehow the Eagles were to lose and the Cowboys won, the Cowboys would get the division and quite possibly the number one seed. But I, I don't see the Eagles losing, um, at least right now, unless the Giants come out and they're like, yeah, we're playing this like 100% through. Like I could possibly see the Giants winning, um, especially if Hurts doesn't play. I know Minshew has been productive, but, you know, it, there's a drop-off there. So yeah, yeah. Um, you could see that playing out. But, again, until we know about what's going on with the Giants, then, you know, you really can't make a prediction on that game. So, And then you have the seeding, seeding things in the AFC, but we really don't know what's going to happen until um, the Bills-Bengals game is – is resolved. So mm-hmm. um, the Ravens Bengals game, it could be for the division, but it could not be because of that other, that extra game that still needs to be played. So a lot of that is still up in the air, but um, yeah, it's going to be a good slate. I, again, I, I think the Saturday games, like, yeah, it's cool to have the NFL on the Saturday, but kind of takes away a little bit of the juice on Sunday. Like the, those Sunday four twenty five games aren't really that great in my opinion. Um, but you get a, you get a, a good Sunday night matchup. Um, and then you got the, uh, the Jags Titans game really should have been like in a in a different window, but whatever. Saturday night we'll 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 watch it. So yeah, I've got really good really good observations all the way around, John. Um, I do have this comment from our friend Stuart Hayek who says, "Well, Packers have too much of an advantage over Dome and South teams this time of year. That move to Sunday night is a crime this week." Because yeah, and I get that because it's like it does seem. Like, there's an inherent advantage playing in Lambeau. I mean, it probably was more of an advantage back when Brett Favre was playing, but still it's a pretty big advantage. Like, you know, cold, you know, the Dome team playing the cold weather team, you know, generally that favors well, Yeah, that was the whole – yeah, exactly. That's kind of what I said. Like, the, the Lions are a very different offense when they're yeah. not playing on the Dome. So, I, I definitely I'd give Green Bay the advantage, but it's by no means like a lock. I, I would say that they would probably win by like a touchdown, but, you know, fluky shit happens, so – you know, it could, you could definitely see them losing, but I think the Packers will, will get the job done. Love it so much. Uh, love it so much, John. Um, let's give a shout-out also to our friend, Mon Samurki. Welcome in, Mon. Happy New Year to you. Hope you're doing well. Folks, if you're if you're watching on Twitch tonight, we'd love to have you give our friend Mon a follow. She does amazing art. And we had her on the on the sandwich show just a few weeks ago. Really great spot if you missed it. The VOD is, right, is, right, is up right here on our Twitch page, so check it out, too. So now... I think we've we've really done all the scenarios. Let's get to it. Let's do the picks. So, uh, John, four picks this week. You can you can select. Although you already gave the score, so I don't think you're going to be selecting the the uh, now the CFP championship. But um, you can select four other games from the NFL slate. So uh, when you're ready, we're ready for you. All right. Yeah. No, I won't. I'll just do NFL. I mean, I, I give you my pick for the the national championship game. I said 38-31, but like I said, I'm kind of biased because I want TCU to win for our bowl mania pool. So yep. I'm kind of looking at it with a jaded lens. Um, 
So we won't pick that for the for our contest. But yeah, we'll close it out here with four games. Um, we'll go pretty quick because honestly, it's a tough week. Week 17, or sorry, week 18 now is, is hard because you don't know like the motivations of some of these games where, you know, your teams really aren't playing for much or like, who's in and who's out. Like, you've already seen a lot of quarterback changes. So it's tough. Um, but here we go. Um, I will take a Saturday game, and I won't take the Tennessee game, even though I did say um, I do like Tennessee with the points. It's not going to be a pick here. I'm going to take the Raiders plus nine and a half. I think they showed you enough um, with Stidham at quarterback. I mean, he played great against the best defense in the league, and now he's playing the Chiefs, which is a significant downgrade uh, in terms of defensive quality. Um, and the Chiefs, they just haven't been covering these big spreads all year. Um, I know they're they're almost – their offense almost is more efficient away from home, which is crazy to say, but that's kind of how they they played recently under Mahomes. But I think mean, this is too many points. The Raiders have been kind of uh, feisty, like we, we've talked about, like and they're better when their record indicates. And I think this, this will be like a touchdown game. So um, give me the Raiders plus nine and a half to, to probably lose, but um, cover and, and make it close. Um, game number two, uh, we'll go to Sunday. Uh, and this is the worst game of the entire maybe year, um, but <laughs> I'm going to take the Colts minus two and a half oh, against wow. the Texans. The Texans are going to tank this game. Like it doesn't matter. Like they're going to do everything they can to lose this game because if they win, they can relinquish the number one draft pick because earlier today, the bears announced they are starting Nathan Peterman. So they're, they're not beating the Vikings with Nathan Peterman starting a quarterback. So if the bears were to win, I'm sorry, if the bears were to lose and the Texans were to win, the Texans would lose the number one draft pick to the Chicago Bears, and they do not want to do that. So they're going to do everything in their power to tank this game, and the Colts will win by a field goal, you know, 13 to 10, uh, and the Colts will win. So um, minus two and a half for the Colts, the most disgusting game of the year, but Houston's not, they don't want to win this game. Um, game three, we're going to take the Jets minus one in Miami, like I said. Uh, Skyler Thompson against the Jets defense. I think the Jets are going to want to finish the season like prideful and, and win uh, and, and keep the Dolphins uh, possibly out of the playoffs. Um, and, and wouldn't it be like the Jets to completely, you know, shit the bed when they needed to. And then in the last game of the year when it's meaningless, they get a win. That's that's the Jets for you. So that's what they're going to do. Um, we'll go with the Jets minus one against Miami. And then the last game, um, I'm going to take the Rams plus six and a half. They burned us last week, Dave, but too many points. Um, you know, it, it's always the scenario in week 18, like the team has to win. The team has to win against a team that's playing for nothing. Well, there's more pressure on the team that has to win. I think the line is a little bit overinflated. Like what, what have you seen from Seattle over the last like two months that would say like, let's lay a, a touchdown. And like, I know they beat the Jets last week, but this is still a division game. I don't think, um, you know, the Rams aren't like quitting or in, like they can't tank for any draft picks. They have none. I think, you know, Mayfield's going to want to go out um, on a pretty decent note. I think they'll be able to run the ball in Seattle. I think this would be a, a fairly close game. I think this line probably should be more like four than six and a half. So um, give me the Rams plus six and a half. So very odd, like quartet of picks, but I'll take the Raiders plus nine and a half. Uh, the Colts minus two and a half. The Jets minus one and the Rams plus six and a half for Week 18 NFL. And this is the last week of our contest, right, Dave? I know we'll yep. probably give picks on like 
um, just like discussion on the playoff games, but like for our official like records and whatnot. This is the last week. It is, it is, and and uh, as we mentioned before, you've already you've already clinched it. You're basically doing victory lap this week, John. So kudos to you and congrats. <laughs> <laughs> Because I was just doing the, like, I don't think you can't, like, even if you went over, I mean, I'm not, I don't want you to go. If I went 0 and 4, I'd be like, yeah, that would be horrible. But I'd be like 38 and 37, I think, or 35. You would be, yeah, you'd be 38, 35, and 1. Okay. And then yeah. the best you could do would be 36 and 33. 36 and 37. So, yeah, you're, it's pretty Okay. Much yeah. Clinched. So then I'm, I'm, I'm all right. You're then. pretty much clinched. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but it was a you know, but seriously, that that's that's a great job out of you. So uh, let's go to my picks. Let's go to the rest of the picks. Andy will have does not have picks in yet, so we'll. No, Andy, I I did. I don't know why you're locked out of the group chat, but I got Andy's picks, so I can read them off to everybody. Oh, okay, yeah, let's do it. Okay, so Andy and Seattle's picks. Let's uh, do it. Hold on, let me just get the slide up over here. And all right, uh, take it away, John. All right, so Andy did, did take TCU plus thirteen for the college uh, championship. So that's his first pick. And then he's taking uh, the Jags minus six in that divisional uh, winner-take-all winner game against Tennessee. He's taking the Broncos minus two and a half uh, against the Chargers. He's taking the Ravens um, plus seven in Bengals. And then he's taking the Bears plus seven and a half against the Vikings. Interesting strategy with Peterman, but and he's got a method, so... Um, those are his uh, his picks, and he says, "Hopefully, you can see this, Dave. Obviously not. I <laughs> no, I'm fortunate. Dave cannot see it. Uh, I don't know why you're locked out of the group chat. It's... I didn't kick you out, Dave. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with that. That's just a strange quirk of this new phone I have. But um, now, what was the last? What was the point spread for the last game again? Bears plus uh, plus seven and a half. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Thank you, Andy, very much. Now, Andy has five picks this week because." Uh, the uh, the the Bengals pick from last week was not was not counted. Obviously, the game was postponed. So, uh, good luck, Andy. Thank you very much for sending those picks. I will at some point get reinstate myself into that group text thread. It's a disaster right now, but uh, good luck, Andy. Thank you very much for sending the picks, and uh, we'll see how it goes. All right, so let's uh, continue then with Ron in New Jersey's picks, and he sends these via the text. So let's get right to it. Um, Ron's picks. Let me just put my my screen up here. Uh, no, that's fine. I guess I could just do that. Okay, ready. Here we go. So, Ron's picks. Here we go. Where's my button? Okay. There we go. Okay, so we do have a lot of action um, with respect to picking the conference to the uh, college championship game. So, Andy had got his picks. He went with TCU. Um, Ron's going to take this game as well. He will go checker on a checker with Andy's pick, and he will take TCU getting 13 and a half points against Georgia in the national title game on Monday. That's pick number one for Ron in New Jersey. Pick number two, he's gonna take the Raiders. So this is a checker and a checker with John's pick. He's gonna go Raiders getting nine and a half versus the Chiefs in Sin City for game number two. Game number three, he will go checker on a checker with Andy's pick of Jaguars giving six against the Titans. And for game number four, and I mentioned this to Ron in the text, um, because this this could potentially I, I mean I, I there's nothing that really says for certain whether the the, the whether the bills will pay play this game but assuming they do he will take the bills giving seven at home against the Patriots so Ron's picks again TCU getting 13 and a half Raiders plus nine and a half Jaguars giving six and bills giving seven points for week 18 in the NFL and the national title game and now Let's go over to Kevin on the Caves picks. Here we go. 
So for Kevin, <clears throat> um, he will also select the national championship game. He's going to go the other way. He's going to take Georgia giving 13 and a half, laying the 13 and a half against TCU. He will go Giants getting a whopping two touchdowns, 14 points at the Eagles. He will take the Seahawks giving, swallowing six and a half points at home against the Rams. And I think... Yeah, so his final pick will be Lions getting four and a half at the Packers. And so um, that leaves us with uh, with my picks. And I just got to double check all the numbers here. Okay, I think I got them. So here are my picks for the weekend. Um, I will also be taking on the CFP championship. I will side with Kevin. I'm going to take Georgia giving 13 and a half. And, and it's not to really disagree with anything John said as far as the breakdown. But I think what would happen probably late is it'll probably be like a late touchdown, like in the last like five minutes of the game, which will give Georgia the cover. Because um, otherwise, I think it's gonna—I actually do think it's gonna be a back and forth game. It'll be quite a quite a riveting affair. But Georgia will find a way to cover late, and uh, they will have their back-to-back championship. I predict. We'll see. Um, the NFL picks this week will be Broncos getting, and I think I need to change this because I had three, but I'm gonna get two and a half now because of Andy's pick. And that's fine. I think the Broncos are going to win. <laughs> Broncos getting two and a half for the Chargers because the Chargers, because Chargers. I mean, how many times have we seen the Chargers against a team in Denver that's been terrible all year and still somehow find a way to lose? There's no logic behind this. It's just it's just what the Chargers do. And the bigger the spot, the more likely it happens. So, I mean, I'd be glad to be wrong in this scenario, but I, I am going to side with history here. We're going to go with the Broncos getting two and a half. A good defense anyway. And they are they are resolved to that shitty coach they had. All right, two more picks to go. Um, we will go checker with Kevin's pick of Giants getting 14 at the Eagles. Nothing more to be said about that one. And the Cardinals. We're going to take the Cardinals getting 14 at the 49ers. This could be very risky here. But Your last time ever to bet, bet on Cliff Kingsbury did, so take advantage of it. I mean, Cliff Kingsbury as an underdog is a good bet a lot of the time. Farewell song. He's going to put everything he has in this game. <laughs> oh, you think he's His gone? His ass is fired on Monday, yeah. so he might as well do it. I think you're right. I think this is going to be a swan song right here. So we're going to just make a count. Cardinals getting 14 at the 49ers. Giants plus 14. Broncos plus 2. And Georgia minus 13 and a half for, for the final. I actually think the Broncos are minus 2 or 2 and a half. Uh, oh, are they really? That's what I yeah, Wait, but you know what? If you think they're gonna win, I mean, it doesn't. It's not that big of a difference. But I, yeah, I just checked. It's, oh, it, yeah, yeah, think, yeah, okay, okay. You're right. Okay, so that's giving two and a half. Okay. So. Yeah, maybe they're thinking Herbert's not gonna play. Uh, or not play, play much at all. I don't know. Okay, let me, let me adjust. So that's actually a checker with Andy then, because Andy had the same side. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm down with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. So, quick update. Yeah. So Broncos minus two and a half then. And there are your picks. That's how we close the season on this contest. Very exciting. Um, good luck to all. Good luck to Andy. And sorry I couldn't get any of your texts today, guys. Like, I, just, I don't know what's going on. That's just the most strangest thing. You guys sent texts and I didn't get them? That makes even less sense. Like, I don't know what to say. <laughs> no, the only one I got in the group was just now from Andy about his picks. So okay. maybe check your phone after and see if you got that one. I'll do that, yeah. Um, SFX Pines, welcome into the chat. Uh, and Swimmer, he says, I think at the time, regarding the uh, scheduling of the Lions game, it was the only way to ensure a game that a game that a game with playoff implications to end the season, since most of the others either seeding or required multiple things. I see. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Pines, I got something for you. 
Velveeta. Welcome in, Pines. Good to see you. Um, so, uh, nice. Yeah, and uh, I guess, I mean, I'm not really sure. I think that's about it. I mean, we could play with the NFL playoff machine. You ever do that on the ESPN's website? Like, just click around the team to see if they, what they do. But Oh, yeah. I used to do that, yeah. But I... With one week left, it's pointless. It, it's fun to go through that with like you know four or five weeks left, like picking the you know random games and whatnot. But with one week left, it's like whatever. I we know the know the scenarios at this point. Yeah. Okay. Well, this has been a really great, a fun, a fun ride, and we I know we guys as a, as a panel had started off the year brutally, so it's really great. We all had a pretty respectable record at the end of the year, and everybody made runs at the end. So I'm happy for that. Um, and like you said, as far as your picking group, you know, I'm I'm, I'm bummed that you didn't get get to the, the final round. Uh, yeah, it's just my luck, Dave. I had my worst week of the year when it matters, but that's kind of my gotcha. my luck with some of these things. But hey, I I did win my that soccer World Cup bracket right? through pool, so can't complain too much. For sure, for sure, another huge win. So kudos to you for that as well. Like really yeah. cool. So, um, yeah. So I I understand that uh, I'll be in the semifinal round. Basically, three shots to win money. Like, it'll be you win yep. first or second. If I lose, I can still play for third place. So we're, we're really excited. It's, it'll be fun, and we'll see what happens. So, uh, uh, But, yeah, final thoughts, John. I mean, um, thanks again for doing this, and, um, you know, feel free to have the last word. Yeah, no, it was a fun show. Even just, just me and you, Dave, we actually we covered probably a lot more than we might have with the rest of the guys. So. We have to talk about a lot of those bowl games. I really enjoyed the bowl season this year. Yeah. And I didn't think I was going to, but man, I, I watched like a little bit of every game. Like these games were just fantastic. So um happy about that. You know, obviously a somber tone with um, you know, the situation in, in Buffalo, but um, you know, hopefully uh, you know, he's gonna be okay and, and we can um you know, we can celebrate like uh him being like back on the field, not playing, but like at a at like a stadium, like at a Bills playoff game. Like that would be phenomenal. Um, you know, like next month or something. So that'd be great. Um, and yeah, just in general, just looking forward to the games this weekend and should be an exciting last week. Um, I don't know if any of the, your Twitch followers like enjoy golf, but the golf season starts tomorrow night nice. in Hawaii. Uh, the Century Turn of the Champions. It's just a fantastic field of, of golfers and um, really excited for the season. I know Dave will be doing our major shows uh, soon enough it's, um, once the Masters comes around. But even if... Like if you know if you're still doing the sandwich sports show, you got stuff to fill. Like yeah, I can talk about golf for like 20 minutes or something. So yeah, I'm I'm definitely in for that. I think but yeah, Andy will too. I'm I'm sure. So I'd be glad to have you. Yeah, back Yeah, absolutely. That. I just it's like a like if we're talking about um uh what that mean? I'm drawing a blank now. The the Genesis invitation, the tournament out in your neck of the woods. Like mm -hmm. that's a fantastic tournament every year. Like if we wanted to do like a quick like segment or recap about that. Like after the the following week or, or whatever like yeah I'm, I'm down for it so it's, it's gonna be a great season cool john well happy new year once again have a great rest of your week and good luck to you the rest of the way and all your scenarios hopefully a very profitable weekend for you one way or the other and uh um yeah thanks again we'll, we'll, we'll see you next week hopefully for the playoff preview sounds good dave take care and yeah best of luck this weekend thanks so much all right john take it easy john in connecticut folks that was great that was great stuff so good to see him back um you know, um, that's going to do it for us on the, on the podcast feed, but we're going to keep the feed going. So I got to figure out how to fill 30 minutes. <laughs> but for those of you on the podcast, I want to thank you again for doing this. Um, we appreciate your time. Um, it's been great. And uh, for those of you, we'll do a pretty fairly hard stop on the YouTube side. So 
Um, and then on the podcast side, thanks again. If you missed any part of the program, you can catch the replay at, at uh, sandwichsports.podbean.com or at your Apple or it's look for Sandwich Sports on Spotify or, or Amazon Podcasts or wherever you can find podcasts and uh, you'll find it there. Um, for those of you on Twitch, we'll be back. We'll, we'll continue rolling and at, at the top of the hour, we're going to do a... I got a sneak preview of a of some original music I've been working on, but um, but until then, for those of you on the sports side, thank you so much, and uh, we'll see you next time.